Welcome to the AA Sports Podcast, Minor League Feel with Major League Discussion. Here are your hosts, Alan and Alan. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the AA Sports Podcast. We are your hosts, Alan and Alan, and this is episode 12. 12, 12, 12. Um, so yeah, with, you know, life as we know it, we're all at a standstill still. Um, hope everyone's being safe, being careful out there. So, um, social distancing. Yes. Much distance distancing. Um, so quick, um, so pretty much, you know, as we said, I'm in the hospitality industry, so I'm pretty much been partly laid off until this whole thing covers. And so did my wife. So we have a lot of downtime so we're just cleaning the house i know you're working from home right now yeah man that's crazy it's a, it's a lot harder to work from home than you would think with kids oh yeah i bet <laughs> it's like, like i can't that's all i see on facebook people with kids like don't usually like oh my god this is so annoying i'm like oh. uh well luckily i've actually had to go into the office today and yesterday so i've had a little bit of time to try to catch up without a kid in my lap or yelling or something in my <laughs> ear so yeah so um you know it's just life we just got to get through this next Hopefully only, you know, four to five, who knows how long. Cause, <sighs> who knows? Because probably after this week, my house is going to be clean. So then, I'm gonna be bored after <laughs> so that. then what, right? So I, right? Like, can't really do too much getting the baby room ready. It's like, because we're waiting on stuff from, like, my brother and stuff. We're probably getting that in a few months. But at least we got the room clean and carpet clean. Now we're just slowly putting stuff in there. So, yeah, man. Um, and if you guys are watching on YouTube, oh, <laughs> I know it's going to look a little different because Alan dropped the camera and broke the lens. So I brought over a different light. It's a little <laughs> brighter. And it knocked over my stand before the camera was up there. I didn't think nothing of it. Put the camera up there, went to go, and it fell and realized that it must have cracked and didn't notice. I saw the whole thing happen in slow motion. I promise you. I don't know how. I was like, no. So the lens is a little messed up for that one. Um I have a different lens, so it's a little. I want a little more wider shot, but I'm getting different lens. So hopefully that'll be fixed in the future. So, so you know. yeah. So uh, so speaking of downtime, I know that a lot of the players have plenty of downtime going on, and uh, they've been doing <laughs> a lot of playing games, a lot of random stuff. Um, yeah, um, like a lot of different players. Even like I know, like a lot of NBA players and other stuff are going on live on. Instagram, just answering questions and just having fun because what else we can do right now? Um, I know like LeBron James did a po- like a video podcast with four people um, and then like certain like uh, A-Rod and then we're doing a live like talk a little bit earlier to go asking like and then Robert Gano came on, asked for his three favorite all-time favorite players and yep. stuff like that. So people are finding stuff to do. Um, yeah. I mean, with no live sports going on, uh, we've been... <laughs> watching the Ocho on ESPN where they got, you can watch dodgeball while they're juggling. <laughs> uh, I mean, Fernando Tatis is going yard as himself on the MLB, the show. Um, he's the sixth best ranked shortstop on the game with an overall rating of 86. Wilson Contreras is taking BP in his driveway with a Nerf gun. Yeah. That looks Him pretty fun. Brother, yeah. You gotta, you gotta do something to keep the competitive juices. And then, like, even we talked about earlier about, um, Trevor Bauer trying to get a game together, the Sandlot right after the, yeah, got postponed. Apparently, I watched the YouTube um, video a little bit today while I was cleaning. Uh, 
it was going to be a Sandlot game, but the MLB halted to it. It would void their contract because it would be a sanctioned game. So that's why they did Wolfle Bat. Yeah. No one really run it out. I'm like, oh, that sucks. I remember we talked about Alan. He tagged me, and I was like, this is it? I was like, yeah, where's, where's I the game at? I understand what happened. And then after watching the video today and then watching him sit down and talk to his um agent today, they released, I think, la- yesterday or last night about it. And when I listened to that, I was like, oh, so that's why the Sandlot game didn't happen. Because it was going to be a full-fledged Sandlot, but Wiffle Bat, it, they had fun. I think that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, with the coronavirus going on, though, I do feel bad for a lot of high school athletes because uh, school has been canceled for most people for the rest of the year. Yes. And, I mean, that throws a monkey wrench in all the sports related, especially springtime sports. So they don't get to go to prom. They don't get to play their final season, a lot of the seniors. That's crazy, man. Um, and it's also affecting the Olympics. Yes. Um, so the Olympics are now put on hold. Which they should have done. I knew they at least got to do a couple months because right. after everyone gets up, they got to start re going to the gym unless they had a home gym or somewhere facility. They can't be training. So June was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like you, I was thinking August is best case scenario, but now they push it a whole year to next year, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I know it's not affecting. I mean, some people are affected by it, but other people like Sue Bird. I know she's getting older, but she still expects to be, compete next year. There's a boxer I can't think of his name, but he was uh, planning on going pro, but I think he's still mulling he's, over his yeah, decision. Yeah, he's debating. Um, but now that we have to wait another year for baseball and softball to get back in the Olympics, how does this affect the World Baseball Classic, which is also next year? Um, it's going to be interesting because I think it's going to benefit more other countries than Team USA for the Olympics because most of those teams are going to stay together for the Olympic teams. Right. USA team is going to be all of MLB players for the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. And then it's going to be college players or minor leaguers in the Olympics. Isn't uh, Marcus Stroman or somebody trying to get players together? For the World Baseball Classic. Baseball Classic. Okay. Yeah. So with like that, it's you know. So we'll talk a little bit about that with the Mets news, but yeah, um, it's gonna be interesting because, like I say, like your Japan and teams like that, which is might like um like Italy and stuff, might have some major league teams for the World Base mm-hmm. classes, but most of them are gonna stay together for the Olympic team. Yeah, so it's gonna be advantage because they're gonna be playing together. They had competition together, so that's March. So then a couple of months of training, exhibition games, and then come June, they'll be ready to play. Yeah, okay, that sounds good. Um, and like you said, all the uh, players, all sports guys are on their social media doing things. Uh, one thing that I saw that looked interesting was Big Poppy was out there giving his son some hitting tips while throwing a little soft toss to him. The dude, look like, the kid looked like he can rake. It, it, <laughs> it doesn't surprise you, yeah. Don't. His like, dad's Big Poppy. Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr., like yeah? young, he saw it, and the next thing you know, he was taking it deep. Now look at him, stud for the Blue Jays, so... It's going to be very interesting to see what these players do and hopefully and then what goes on after that because, you know, we're all at standstill waiting for the green light. We're hoping June, July. So we'll talk a little about that more. I guess we can talk about it now with the MLB and the MLBPA agreeing to the deal. Yeah, so uh, what did they say? I know they said that they're going to give $170 million up So ultimately it's um, players with guaranteed contracts are getting – Break it down to a five thousand dollars a day or something like that, while the season and so the season gets canceled, they get to keep the money. If okay, it happens, they have to re- return it back to the teams. Right, and also with the agreement, the players agree not to sue for the yes. full amount of salary this year. 
Um, the biggest thing coming from it is going to be players like Mookie Betts and them. If the season gets canceled, they still get the year um, term. So ultimately, Mookie become a free agent and the season gets canceled. That's huge. So with that, if it does happen, you're going to hear uproar of saying Red Sox need to trade back the players mm. to the Dodgers. I don't think that's going to be a possibility, though. Do you? I, it, I don't know. Like it's going to it's going to be a weird situation if it does. I don't think it's going to get canceled. Um, but I mean, I see it, it from both sides. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Look, it's a whole a whole years past. You you don't. I can't be on the unless he resigns with the Dodgers. I think they're going to have to. Mm. Well, I don't know how they're going to work that out, but I'm pretty sure. I don't know what's in the clauses. I haven't seen the paperwork. Yeah. Um, but that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Yeah, so you know they're delivered payments to the minor leaguers um, who were not, you know, received a paycheck since into last year. Um, so they worked together the last two weeks. Um, what people are hearing, they're shooting for a hundred fifty to one hundred forty game season. That wouldn't be bad. Um, so what they're talking about doing is at least possibly one to two double headers a week. Okay, and that could be doable. And with the double headers, they're talking about expanding the rosters. To have more pitchers, and this will go in effect also, so it won't be a full month extra spring training. Mm-hmm. They might do like two weeks, and then since you have more pitchers can carry, you don't have to have starters ramp up so quick. You can let them come out early and use more relievers. Well, I know the Blue Jays president, Mark Shapiro, he thought that the players would need a whole month of workouts and exhibition games before they can start the season. Yeah. So this is a possible work. We haven't heard the details with this, but that's what people are hearing. Um, I think more so that's going to come out more how many games are going to play when we're kind of getting more of the clearance. Because um, the biggest thing is both players, owners, everyone involved wants to play in front of fans because fans taking about 30% of their revenue from the gate. Uh-huh. So if you lose 30%, they're already losing money as it is, and you're talking about losing another 30% just to get playing – they, I don't think they want to do that. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, the, another one of the biggest things I saw is that they're planning on not starting the season until the ban on mass gatherings has been lifted. Which would be the end of May. Hopefully. that's where, As of right now, it's end of May. Okay, so if it's at end of May, that means that we're starting in June. Most likely, yes. So I'm thinking what, like, what my job and stuff, I'm thinking start report back in the middle of May to start getting everything ready for the end of May because what the ban lifts is the weekend before Memorial Day. Like that couple days before Memorial Day weekend. Right. So right now with me in the hotel industry, you go right into the summer season almost. So that way, if you're thinking about sometime in there, they'll start maybe doing the two weeks prep, maybe a week of spring training-ish games, and then you're talking first week of June starting the season. So if we do start – scenario. If best case scenario is we start in June, are we going to have baseball during Christmas like Scott Boris is So what they're saying as of right now, it's – They'll probably play regular season through October. Okay. And then all of November will be playoffs. So most likely, like someone tweeted today, I forgot who it was. He said, forget football on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Give me game seven of the World Series on yeah, Thanksgiving. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, oh, man, are we going to have baseball on Thanksgiving? There's a possibility what Ooh. they're talking about right now because they want to play as much as possible and still have the money and everything to recoup what they're losing right now. All right. So let's say that baseball starts in June. Um, I know I'm jumping over the place right yeah. now, but I've heard that baseball could possibly go to an NCAA bracket-style tournament to make up for lost games. Mm. At this point, you don't think that might be a possibility? I don't think so. If we, get, if we can get 150 games and we have a good yeah. amount of the season to yeah. work with. But apparently with this agreement, there's a possibility where in a couple of years, 
expanding the playoffs even more than what we are hearing. Yeah, we talked about that briefly, didn't yes, we? Yes, uh, about expanding it. But I'm talking about, they're talking about expanding it even more. Okay, so what are they saying? They're hearing 14 teams. So I don't know if that's total only, or each side. I'm assuming it's got to be total. So it's probably what's what we were hearing. It has to be total. There's only yeah. 30, 30. That's what I was saying. I was like, <laughs> is what, that's pretty much what we were hearing. The that's extra half wild to, cards. still have to fill. So it's ultimately, I feel like, NBA is doing to get more playoff games is kind of what the NFL is doing to get more money, the TV rights and stuff like that. So if that happens, they say within, I think two years with this new PA agreement could happen. And then the biggest other thing is they're shorting the draft. Yeah. I think they're doing it to five, five rounds. rounds for, but that's, that's only for the amateur or something. Or it's not five rounds period. Is it? Yes. Oh, that's crazy. And then pushing back the international signing period to January. Okay. So you have a longer time frame and stuff like that. But this is it just with high school, you know, now not playing and college, I think that's why they're doing the five rounds because usually those you can take a shot in the dark with this high schooler or this college. So but ultimately, does that mean they can sign with whoever they want after that? Right. This year? Like, oh, I want to go. I'll sign. Sure. Hmm. So we'll see more when that comes out, the details and Did stuff. Did they have any details on the date of the draft? Are they still doing it in they, June? Or? Uh, I think they're here and pushing back to like July, August. Okay. So, but yeah, so it's everything's still on hold until we get the clearance and stuff. So, but, you know, with this deal done, at least some players can get paid who don't have big money contracts who are still on rookie deals and but, hey, it's something. Man, I still don't know how I feel about that expansion on the playoffs because I feel like it's going to take away a lot from the regular season because we'll see a team that's not has no business being in the playoffs possibly go for a run and win. Yeah, there's a possibility where this happens next season. It reminds me of the NBA when, when you see an eight seed from the east do well because that's trash, and I don't know why they're there because you could take a nine seed from the west and they'll be compete. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I guess if that happens, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Maybe our Mets will be in the playoffs more often. I don't know. Yeah, it'll shake up everything <laughs> like we talked about. So, But let's go and go to a little bit injury news. All right, what do we got? In so the first thing first is Chris Sale has decided to get Tommy John surgery. It's about time. I mean, now he was playing around saying, I don't know, I need another opinion. So apparently he started throwing again and felt the pain come back, and they went and checked and decided surgery was the best bet. So um, this puts him out till 2021 you know, at least? Late, you know, early around summer 2021. Okay. Because, um, you know, it's just happening right now. We are in March, about to be April. Um, but unless something comes up, even miss the whole of next season, you know, complications does happen. So it is coming off his worst season to date. So like you said, it could have been coming off last season. Something could have yeah. been there. Um, he was supposed to make $30 million this year. Of course, Ooh. 10 of it was deferred, but still a big hole in the Red Sox rotation. But with this Chris Sale money, Red Sox now are going to spend $80 million this offseason on players that most likely will not suit up for them. That's crazy. So we have Sale at 30. Okay. Um, David Price, they're paying half his contract with $16 million. Okay. Uh, Rostis Castillo, the busted you know, young contract they gave him, and he's in minor leagues, not going to play from last year. He's making 14 Oof. Um, Dustin Petroa, most likely he won't play this year unless something happens. He's not playing. $13 million. Okay. Sandoval, the buyout for... The Pandas contract, $5 million. Mm. And then still the deferred money that they're paying for Manny Ramirez at $2 million. Manny Ramirez hasn't been in the league <laughs> since, what, 2011? <laughs> what is happening right now? I mean, it's been a while. I don't know if it's been 2011. So Last you, I saw he was playing in Japan or something. why they 
got rid of Price and Mookie's money because where was it, he when they had Manny Wood? Was that the Dodgers uh, or something? He ended up going to the Dodgers. Yes, that was that big trade. They had Manny Wood because they had everybody had yes. the, the dreadlocks. Yes, it was like <laughs> God. That's 07? what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. It's been that long. They won with 04. since he's been relative. I think they trade him after 07 or before 07. I can't remember, but yeah, it's been a while. I'm just saying Manny Ramirez was playing in Japan or something yeah. or like China or some ball, at, and he was getting old, so I can't believe they're still paying him. Yeah, so. But um, yeah, so, you know. He's 47. What the world? Yeah, he hasn't played probably like seven years or so. That's nuts. I can't even get over that, man. How, how are you getting paid still? Hey, lucky him. Yeah. Bobby Bonilla all over. <clears throat> So, you know, with this whole injury thing, we said one person is going to benefit from this was going to be Justin Verlander. Yeah. And he has now had surgery. It's announced that he's got to get Tommy John? No. He got surgery on his right groin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, so we talked about that. He got he surgery. He's going to be out for six weeks. Oh, yeah. He definitely benefits. So with baseball stands, this only helps Astro because, you know, they caught a break with his surgery being six weeks. He's not going to be pitching because there's no baseball for at least probably six weeks. Ugh. So most likely he will be ready for opening day whenever that does happen. Now. Well, that's fine. When we see opening day, they're still going to get on them because oh yeah, the fans were even watching the they were even tweeting God. about it during the game. What was it? All the, the games they had the um, game seven of this past year's World Series. So for opening day at home, yeah, uh, they showed plenty of old school games. I know me and Alan got to watch. Some, we got to benefit watching some of those. I didn't watch the Astros game, but I heard all the fans were yeah. typing in the comments, bang, bang. Uh, every time, but I got to, I got to watch some games that I don't think I would have watched without this scenario. I think I watched uh, Kershaw's first home run game, and then I also watched Game Seven of the 2016 World Series in the Cubs and the Cleveland Indians. That was one. Of the that was best a good game. Ever. Um, um, yeah, it was awesome when they announced this. What was it? Actually, the day before? No, yeah, the day before because we were going to do the podcast on Wednesday, and I was like, "Wow, this is something cool we can talk about." Like, at least we're still getting somewhat open day <laughs> baseball, a little vibe. And it sucks because how beautiful it was. It was a great on, day. On Wednesday and on Thursday. And I just met people said in New York it was beautiful. And like everywhere where most of the games were going to be played, <sighs> it had been a great opening day. Like this is a holiday. I take, I get off work. I was <laughs> planning to be at the bar watching games all day. And unfortunately, you know, but hey, but it was a great thing to do. But then um, we have other little injury news. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge had a CT scan. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about how he has a fracture rib and he said give it a couple weeks and recheck it. So he has CT scan and it has healed a little bit. Okay. But there was something else that he shared which was alarming that he hasn't shared before. What's that? He had a collapsed lung. Wow. Oh. Yeah. He informed he had new information <laughs> that he collapsed lung that um how two weeks between the two scans showed didn't show much, but the um you know, it'll do another scan in a couple of weeks, but they said he can now fly because of it showed that his collapsed lung is all healed. Okay. Well, how long has he been going with the collapsed lung? How, how does he not know about this? Like, I don't, how are we just finding out about this when the season's about to start or supposed to start? Yeah, like he has hit it. I don't know. Who is in charge of the medical staff over there? These <laughs> Maybe it was something they just want to keep in-house until it cleared. I don't know, but yeah, like when he I was, was playing. Like, he was a spring training, wasn't he? Yeah, but he really didn't play or nothing. He was doing light bats until that's why he still had discomfort. So, all right, yeah, it's man, like it was insane. The when I saw that, I'm like, he had a collapsed lung because <laughs> when I looked, I looked up MLB injuries to see anyone else out there, and I was like, wait, 
I'm wondering for any update for Aaron Judge. I was like, oh, a couple days ago. And I'll read it. I'm like, he had a collapsed lung. Mm. Yeah, he wouldn't have played anytime soon. I was like, but like I said, there's he's not here healing much. So he's hoping another two, three weeks the break shows better. If not, he still might miss time. Still, if the season kicks off late. So Yeah, and, and speaking of the season kicking off late, uh, this does affect minor leaguers. You know, I know we touched base on it, um, but the league said that they will be compensating minor leaguers during this period of no play. Uh, they'll be receiving a lump sum equal to what they would have been paid through April 8th. Uh, so this is most important, I think, for guys who weren't invited to spring training, uh, minor or major league camps, uh, guys who really depend on those checks that have been grinding it out for their dreams. I think it just affects them the most. Yeah, it does. These are the players that don't get million-dollar signing bonuses right. or – Workout bonuses or anything like that. It's where we make, you know, thirty, forty thousand, and this is our most of our livelihood. And we'll get a part time job during the off season doing something, or finding Uber, Lyft, who knows <laughs> what. Exactly. Get that hustle to get that extra money. <laughs> but hey, get paid. Oh, but you man. know, they, people get to watch them play a child's game. Is what Trevor Bauer said. Um, one of the YouTube like that's he's grateful for. People pay you know money. To exactly. watch me play a kid's game. Yeah. And that's what we think about. We're just big kids playing baseball. And I was like, well, it's kind of true. Unless you're Bryce Harper. I don't know if he yeah. thinks he's that way. So. <laughs> I just played. All right. And now let's talk about some Mets news. Mets. Let's go Mets. All right. Well, let's go right into it. The first thing I want to talk about is Noah Syndergaard. This one is the biggest Mets news this week that came out of left field. Um, Noah needed and got Tommy John surgery today. Yeah, he tore a ligament in his right elbow. Um, Alan sent me the text showing me the news feed, and I was like, there's no way this is real. And sure enough, out of nowhere, on his day off, my man is getting Tommy John surgery. So apparently um, right before the break happened, uh, Noah said he had some discomfort in his elbow. Then MLB shut down. They're Mm -hmm. like, okay, we'll just monitor this. And I guess he's still complaining about the pain being there. They had the scan revealed that he had a partially torn ligament and needed Tommy John. So obviously this is a huge blow to the Mets. Um, his The timeline for his earliest uh, Early time frame summer. back would be 2021. May, yeah. Um, June. But you know what? This does settle a debate we've been having with our final starter. Yeah. Now, it doesn't hurt us that much because we do have five starters still. Um, yeah, so mostly what this is doing is instead of a lot of people picking us as the favorite, now it just brought all the teams closer in the predictions. Without, But yes, losing Thor, but we have Marcus Stroman to hop right into that second spot. So the biggest person that we need to step up that could really not miss a beat is going to be Waka. Yep, Michael Waka, we if, need him to step if up. If Waka comes back to you know his all-star caliber stuff, this year, and I think we would not miss a beat. And then it also settles the debate of who's going to be the fifth starter. That's exactly now everyone is going to be in lineup now. Right. So we don't have to worry about that. And then we still have a bullpen that we need to spot start or take some relief off. We have guys that could do that if necessary. So I don't – yes, it sucks losing Noah because, yes, his last season was his one of his worst seasons yet. But this is going to be a comeback player of the year yeah, kind of and, and then I feel like it would be season. like if we do go this year and you know play baseball and go to the World Series, I feel like he's going to be just like Wheeler. The year we went in 15, Wheeler was out that year with Tommy John. And 
seeing the pitchers pitch like that, and then you're not going to be able to compete. It just oh, yeah. makes you drive you more to come back next year to play. And then what's going to suck then, I think if I remember correctly, next season is Noah's contract year, <clears throat> I think. I think you're right. I think so. Um, so, yeah, uh, oof, that you're right. That does impact him a lot. Um, you know what? Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, like you say, only time will tell. Yeah, it will because, you know, when we'll play, how many double headers. So with the double headers, you're talking about possibly, you know, Giselman have to do a spot start once a week. So we might have to go. This could hurt us because we probably could have carried six pitchers. Absolutely. With these double headers and, possibly happening. And we would have had an advantage then. Exactly. Because everyone else would have been cramming like, who's going to spot start for us, these double headers, exactly. this, that. We would have had six men's. And- Which, you know, speaking of that, I know this is a Mets news related, but with the spot starters and the double headers being announced, I heard that there's uh, Michael Kopech is going to be starting in AAA this season. Yes. I think <laughs> it's more so because maybe he wasn't quite ready yet, because he, he didn't start pitching until, like, one of the last weeks before. So he was just now starting to gear up. So I feel like him starting AAA... Might not be there very long if we're going to have I double headers. So. I think two, three starts, if that. If, if, if they want to compete, I think you need Michael Kopech on your team. That was a surprise. For, yeah, you think... And then with his double headers, if it does come to light, they might bring him right back up. I don't know. But then... It, We'll see what happens. With that I was surprised. I'm like, good for me if, he, if I check whenever they do decide <laughs> to release the minor league schedule. When oh they figure yeah, this out if he comes to Norfolk early, early. Oh, I'm yeah. definitely there. All over that. Yeah. So back it, to Matt's news. <laughs> but yeah, you know, this double headers is going to be very interesting. We would have had a highly advantage, but now, like I said, Giselman, Lugo, Lugo. Could even get that spot because if Batetas, uh, Batetas, um, Familia, and then Diaz is. Lo- Lights out. Well, if they're lights out, then we have Lugo and Zellman can you know be those double header. Familiar. And then I don't know. Maybe we get a prospect up early. Like if we if we see him training, like um, we had one prospect that was doing well pitching, and they of course he, I think he's only played double A, so maybe he'll be up sometime soon. If there's a lot of these double headers, so yeah, we might have to think about um, our past uh, podcast when we brought up some teams that we thought were really deep in the pitching sector because we, th- we were thinking about teams that could trade to the Yankees because they needed pitching. Uh, those teams might want to hold on to their prospects and bring them up, like you said, for yep. spot starts yeah, just that, for the situation. Because if they actually let them carry extra three three pitchers, you might carry two extra starters now. If you said if you're, you're having double headers, oh, one double header a week? At least one, possibly two a week. Then, yeah, you're going to need them. So if you're talking about you might have a six to seven man rotation. Yeah, you're gonna need, if you get three extra pitchers. I think you're right. You you might want to take at least one starter at a minimum, maybe two starters, and then a long reliever. Yeah. So basically three starters, but one guy who's going to be in there who can get you through three or four innings, if need be. So that strategy these managers are probably thinking right now, probably like who man to carry because if we're doing at least one a week, possibly two. Man, we would have been deep. And this is going to be crazy for these rookie managers because this is this is a whole different thing going on right Everyone, now. It's a whole different animal. Animal that we're going to be like, you know, we're losing possibly 12 Oof. to 22 games is what they're shooting for. And then double headers galore, playing in October through the whole season, then going to November for playoffs. And then most likely we'll have to play somewhere in Miami for the World Series because, by golly, you're going to play in New York in November where it's possibly snow. No, no, no. Exactly. It's gonna be real weird. So, but yeah. So let's get a little something brighter news. So I know. Yeah, we talked bright a little bit about it, but um, yeah. Um, so with um, this year, you know, we talked about a little bit ago with Tim Tebow. 
um, played for the Philippines to try to qualify in the World Baseball Classic next year. Um, it was the anniversary, you know, th- a couple of years ago, they, this week, that USA won last the World Baseball Classic. So they're shown on MLB Network. Of course, there's nothing to show, so something. that The home run derbies and a bunch yeah, of other things like so, that. So, you know, they start showing. And then Marcus Stroman, who was that year's MVP, you know, like, oh, it's one of the best times ever and stuff, and started tagging some of his old teammates. Said, <laughs> so who's ready to run this back? And so people started um, talking. So pretty much he tweeted, said, you thought USA Baseball squad was scary in 2017. 2021 is about to be unreal. So one of the first people to comment on him was Pete Alonso said it'd be a dream to read the oh, red, white, yeah. blue. Um, then, of course, some of the other players from his team said they're so, totally in was Eric Hosner and Christian Yelich. And then a bunch of other people started chiming in who wasn't on the team that'd be down. Trevor Ballard said he's 1 million percent in. Blake Snell asks, what do I have to do to play for Team USA? Other players say they're in, like Cody Bellinger, Walker Buehler, Noah Arenado, Trevor Story, Mike Clevenger, wow. Witt Melford, and Joey Gower some. Stroman also reached out and got no answer from Jeff McNeil, Michael Conforto, Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Aaron Judge, and Bo uh, Bochi. Man, I would love to see Trout in there, but the people who responded sound like a freaking all-star team, like, if you ask me. No. So you have Strowman as starters right now. You're talking about Strowman, Bauer, Blake Snell right there. Yeah, it's crazy that the pitches are on board. And I, I mean, I don't know how and the MLB is going like, to be Walker. on the pitcher uh, innings count. Yeah. But still. Like those five pitchers that are so in right now is whew. And yeah. then you're adding like, you know, Arenado, Trevor Story. Bellinger, Yelich. And then he wants, yeah. Tr- God. Did you name any Astros in there? No. <laughs> None. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, but you know, so Eric Hosner's in that's first base. Christian Yelich, you know, he'll play right field. Um, Aaron out of third. Trevor Story short. Like God, like, and then Bellinger. God, we. And that's why I love the baseball classic because it's like an all star team, but we get to watch to play series, like yes. games, not just one. And they're playing hard. It's, yeah, yeah. This is something you're representing. Like it's a dream. Because I, I remember the last one we watched. Um, I liked. I watched. Uh, I like seeing Ty Kelly play. Uh, I think he played for like Greece or something like yeah, that. Greece or at least um, that, yeah, yeah, one of those teams. Uh, it was a fun. It was definitely fun. I like watching waking up at like uh, getting ready for work. It was like game starting at four in the morning. For, yeah, because playing, playing in Japan, Japan and stuff. Dude, yeah. Yes. Great times. Yeah, like it's something that you know, because we didn't have the Olympics, and then even with the Olympics now, you know these these are the only way to represent the Team USA because Major League's not going to let players go play the Olympics, and so unless you're minor league or you know college, but hey, at least we're getting it back. Well, I guess next year now, but that's all right. We waited this long. We can wait another year. But you know them finally getting you know to the round and they're winning was and then. The biggest thing I remember also from 2017 was the catch that um, um Adam Jones, Adam Jones, Adam did Jones, on his, treat, his team at the time Machado. Machado, yeah, man. And I remember because I was that's when I started messing around with editing and I edited the, <laughs> the flag in the background. It was beautiful. It was just perfect, <laughs> like just robbing it in his, his hometown of San Diego. So it was like awesome for him. Yeah, I love the ba- World Baseball Classic. Yeah, it's. It's definitely something every year, and definitely, I'm definitely down to go next year, <laughs> make it work somehow. So you know, with other Mets news, you know, Pete Alonso, and you know, Luis Rojas, but 
Pete's been very heavy on social media uh-huh. with all this downtime. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so him and Roy has, you know, surprised a lifelong Met fan who's battling cancer. Which is very nice. Very them. nice. Like, she was really touched. And then since then, Pete also released another video thanking all the doctors in New Jersey, yeah, New York. Yeah, I saw that. So th- what got me thinking, I've heard this last year a little bit, but with seeing what he's been doing on social media and stuff, People said that he can be easily replaced the captain roles that David Wright left. Yeah, I mean, he's, and with he's him the, seeing what he's doing, he's got the character. He has that character and is ready to represent. Like, it, so if he resigns, you know, big contract extension, he, I can see him becoming the captain of the Mets eventually. If he produces his, you know, his career goes there, I think he has that character. And yeah, and all the, all the stuff that he does makes me think that he could be up for one of those awards. I don't know the name of it, but it's always the guys who do the community service stuff. Uh, the, yeah. The, um, <laughs> Something Man of the Year Award. The committee. Oh, Roberto Clemente Award? Yeah, Something I think it like was. That. I think that's what um, Curtis Granison won a couple years ago. Oh, Curtis definitely deserves I think, it. Yeah, Curtis Granison is one of the greatest guys, nicest guys you'll ever yeah, meet. Yeah, I think, I think that's what that award is, if I remember correctly. So it won't surprise me, you know, Pete. You know, he's taking his young and, you know, he's taking the atmosphere and just having fun with it. And speaking of people who are popping up, uh, I, this might become a trend now that everybody's been quarantined because even Peyton Manning did a pop-up at a, a, a what was it, a, um, one of the classrooms. Tennessee College. A Tennessee online yeah, virtual cl- college. is his old professor his old. that he had. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm sorry I'm late. You know, it's been a couple of years. And people were like, oh, my God, shocked that Peyton Manning was on their screen talking to him. Hey, man, anything can happen. Like I said. More and more people are quarantined. They're getting bored. They got to do something. Why not just be helpful make, and make, make people's day? day? Like, exactly. You know, a little bit. And like, um, and we're off to- a little baseball topic. Like today, um, I forgot what TV analyst it was on the Today Show broke down crying after talking to Drew Brees because Drew Brees donate is going to donate five million dollars to Louisiana. I, s- I saw that. Yeah, because he said they're big hospitality, you know, restaurants, hotels. So he wants to give back to the industry. You know, to the to Louisiana, where he's and there, there have been other people who are donating as well, other yeah. sports players. But yeah. you know what? I, I also heard the debate is it's not why is it up to them to have to donate? Where are the GMs and the owners at? Why aren't they doing more? You know, that's a good question. Why aren't y'all doing more? I don't know. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's very like something like you know, I don't know. Like you think the owners like some? Yes, you know they are green to play the. Was it the employees of the? Some of them are. I mean, some of them are getting backlash because they're saying they're cutting pay. <sighs> oh um, yeah, the seventy six ers That's what I'm saying. Jersey, exactly. And, and I know now that, you said that was a bad decision. Like, yeah, dude, <laughs> you should have known that was a bad decision. Um, I know some of the NHL guys aren't getting paid as well. Um, but back on the Mets topic, I know this isn't much to do with the Mets, but like I said, everybody's bored. They're at home doing who knows what. I saw a, a Instagram post from the Seven Line, which is the Mets official fan club. And they were showing us how to make a face mask with a perfectly good hat. So the guy, the guys from the Seven Line, took a perfectly brand new fitted hat, cut it up, and then cut up a T-shirt and turned it into a face mask. I mean, you guys must be bored. Content, we are really stretching for some content right well, now. Well, I know they probably saw it from fin, um, Fanatics, Fanatics with the jersey. They stopped making jerseys. They're doing, which is cool. So maybe something, maybe it's a hat. They're like, if you don't want to use this hat no more, something to do with it, you can make a face mask. I agree. I agree. It's, it's just, just we're really starting to stretch down a little bit. I, it, they're finding stuff to do. You know, they're ready for baseball. Like, you know, they've been having like Get how antsy. to draw. And, oh, yeah, that's right. They have then, how to draw. And then like thing. tonight, like before we went, I saw they're having a tournament for MLB show. Like they're finding stuff to do. It's, it is a weird time in America. And then like 
someone said something out there might be canceling football. I'm like, football's a way away. Like, exactly. Like, why are we talking about canceling I don't, the season? I don't think they're canceling football. They're still now, going to college. Uh-huh. You might have to postpone and push a little bit. It makes understanding because they're college athletes. They got to gear up, work their spring football, you know. Yeah. They're starting to work out and stuff. So I can make sense with college players. Like, you might have to push season a little bit. So they might have to play through the whole month of December instead of bowl games. Bowl games might have to go to January. That makes sense a little bit. But – Talking about already canceling the NFL, I'm like, I I highly doubt that because they're still planning on going on as you, for, uh, forward with their draft yeah. on the same date. Yeah, so the only thing football is going to miss is OTAs most likely, and draft no one can be there. It's still they think they should push it, but you know NFL's going to go strong and do something with charity. You know, so you know every league is doing something new, and so we're all taking it week by week, which a week feels like a month, and the month's going to feel like a year <laughs> here in about a month. When we all, like like I said, like starting tomorrow is week two for me being home. It's like next day it's be week three, and you're like, oh, how long ago was that? Oh, it's only three weeks ago. Exactly. It'll feel like forever. Yeah. So, All right, everyone. Welcome back. So we want to talk... But, you know, like I said, everyone's getting bored and yeah, stuff. Yeah, to pass the time, um, there's been something that's been circulating around social media about who your dream team would be. Yeah. So you must put together a team in a situation where you must win. Yeah. So, so your must-win teams. The first post from MLB uh, had five players, had Bryce Harper, CeCe Abathia, D.D. Uh, Gordon, Adam Otivio, and then uh, Fergie Jenkins. Okay. So Bryce Harper, this is his lineup. He had Cal Ripken, a shortstop, Ken Griffey Jr. at center field, Mickey Mantle, right field, Mike Trout, left field, Mike Smith, third base, uh, Jamie Foxx at first, Chase Utley, second base, Josh Gibson at catcher, and Cliff Lee at pitcher. Hmm. Cliff Uh, Lee at pitcher? Yeah, I was really shocked by that one. Um if and I Chase had to do Utley. that lineup over, uh, I guarantee you Chase Utley's never making my must-win list. <laughs> my must-punch-in-the-face list, maybe. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, CC Sabathia. Okay. What's CC say? So we have Ricky Henderson, left field. Okay. Roberto um, uh, Alomar. Alomar, second base. Very good. King Griffey Jr., center. Absolutely. Barry Bonds, right. Ooh. Frank Thomas, first base. Okay. Chipper Jones, third base. Mm-hmm. Manny Ramirez, DH. Okay. Yachty, catcher, and then I think it's – oh, man, why did uh, – let me see. I can make it out. Oh, ole, 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 ole. It cut out the first, and I was like, Val, Valkyrie? I don't know. Visquel? Ah, well, we got somebody right, there. So. Vasquez, something like that. All right. D. Gordon. All right. Ricky Henderson, center field. Okay. Barry Bonds, left. Ken Griffey Jr., right field. Hank Aaron, DH. Josh Gibson, catcher. Gary Sheffield, third base. Uh, Derek Lee, first base. Barry Larkin, shortstop. And Ozzie Smith, second base. Huh. Adam Otavio. He's, it shows the Yankees. So Derek Jeter, shortstop. Tony Gwynn, right field. Barry Bonds, left field. Albert Pujols, first base. Ken Griffey Jr., center field. D.H. Manny Ramirez. Noah Arenado, third base. Pudge Rodriguez, catcher. And Roberto Amalia. Alomar. Alomar, second base. Very respectable. And then last is 
Fergie, Willie McCovey, first base. Okay. Joe Morgan, second base. Uh, Ron Santo, third base. Brett Campanars. Okay. Johnny Bench, catcher. Roberto Clemente, right field. Willie May, center field. Hank Aaron, left field. And I think he put himself as pitcher. <laughs> Why <laughs> not? Did, right? Why not? If you must win, you got to count yourself. Right. A smart guy. So, um, you know, it's interesting lineups. Everyone has someone different, and we decided why not make ours. Why not make ours? So, you know, to go do our own. So, how do you think we should do it? Should we just. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe <sighs> we should go through our lineup. You go your who's your leadoff, and we'll go one through whatever. Um, and then we'll, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll break it down per person. We'll do, we'll talk about our ones. We'll go through twos. I don't know. Then we can sum yeah. it up. I guess, yeah. Unless you, like want me, unless you want to go through it real quick. I don't know. Um, I think we should do like, we sell our list, why we picked this person. We should do each one. So let's go with yours first. My whole list? Yep. Okay. So uh, before I say my list, um, I love power hitters. So I. <laughs> If you can hit the long ball, I am with it. Um, not everybody on my list is a power hitter, though. Um, but I'll go through. I also added a DH, so I'm gonna go my one through nine real quick, right? Okay. Yep. And then I'll. T- I also have a starting pitcher and a closer. Okay. Because I want to be greedy. All right. So in my must win list, my leadoff, and I'll even put the position because you know yeah. they're all offers, but who cares? I have Ichiro leading off, and I got him in right field. Solid. My number two batter is Rogers Hornsby. He's at second base. Number three, Mike Trout in center field. My cleanup hitter is Ken Griffey Jr. I got him in left field. My DH is batting fifth. He goes by the great Bambino. It's Babe Ruth. And then my number six batter is playing first base, Albert Pujols. My number seven is a catcher. Best hitting catcher, in my opinion, Mike Piazza. And then my number eight batter plays shortstop, Cal Ripken Jr., and my number nine, who plays third base, Chipper Jones. And then I'm going to tell you my starting pitcher is Randy Johnson, the big unit. <laughs> and my closer, if we need to go there, if Randy's not pitching a perfect game or blowing up birds, my closer is Mariano Rivera. We have quite a few same players. Well, hey, man, we grew up in the same era. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised. So, you know, that is a very interesting list. A um, few players we didn't have, you know, even some... <laughs> Changes in lineups and stuff, but it's almost an identical lineup that I did. Um, you know, those are some great players. Like, so a lot of them are guys that we grew up watching. I know I had some people because they said you must win lineup. I had some people that I don't, I haven't seen. Obviously, I haven't seen Roger Hornsby or Babe Ruth. Yes. But when I was a little kid, I always grew up and heard Babe Ruth's the best player and he had three bats he'd swing and this and that. So he's always in the back of my mind. Yeah. So, um, I guess I'll go through my list. Sure, let's hear it. So lead off, I have shortstop Cal Ripken Jr. All right. Uh, batting second, I have second baseman Craig Biggio. Yes, Biggio's beast. Uh, batting third, center fielder Ken Griffey Jr. Solid. Batting fourth, left field Barry Bonds. Okay. Uh, batting fifth, catcher Mike Piazza. Yes. Batting sixth, first baseman Albert Pujols. The machine. Batting seventh, third baseman Chipper Jones. Oof. Batting eighth, right fielder Mike Trout. All right. And then uh, 
DH, I didn't put in there, but originally I just did pitcher. So batting ninth, the pitcher would have been Randy Johnson. Hey, oh my God. I would, uh, DH, what? if I had to pick a DH, I would probably pick Big Poppy. Big Poppy, absolutely great pick. Put him like right there, like maybe sandwiched him in between Barry Bonds and Mike, Mike Piazza. I'd probably sandwich him right in there. Okay. And then closer, you can't pick no one besides Mario Rivera. You can't. Like there's been less people on the moon more people on the moon that he's given up bases in the playoffs. <laughs> There's a reason. I am thoroughly shocked that you picked the big unit, Randy Johnson, too, man. Like, There's so many great pitchers. There was. I was like, <laughs> who? I think it was dominant. And then when I talk about how we, and then it, it just flashback to when we talked about the decades strikeouts was Randy Johnson. And I said, that's been my biggest regret not seeing his 300 game. And I'm like, he was like, even in like, um, the movies and stuff, you the big unit. It's like they don't make him like that. They anymore. don't. And then especially, the, he was talking about the anniversary of the day of him, him hitting the pigeon in yeah. spring training. It's like, and then you see like the All Star game when he threw some high chin music to the <laughs> one guy, and he, now he's like, I don't want nothing to do with this. Yeah, like it, he is, he is something else. Very intimidating. Like, like like I said, like some of these lineups, like I don't, I don't know if Harper was trying to kiss ass to the um, Philly fans, you know, with Cliff Lee being the pitcher. I'm like, yeah, there's. He's good, but he's no, no, no. Like you could pick your former teammate, fucking Max Scherzer over Cliff Lee. Let's Absolutely, be real. Let's be real. Um, there's so many guys I could have had that DH though. Oh, I mean, Mark McGuire comes to mind. I mean, so many big power hitters in general. Yes. I mean, I, I, it was hard for me to pick on some of these, like, but I would. I went to a list, and I'm like, who do I pick? Who I'm do like, I leave out? Because I'm like, I want to do some people. You know, most everyone I watch playing and stuff, and I'm like. And then the only one, like, I was like, because some of them came to mind pretty quickly. And then, like, second baseman, I'm like, who's, like, the better second baseman I've watched? And then I was like, oh, yeah, Craig. It's Craig Biggio, yeah, man. He is something else. And then everyone else, like, you know, Chipper Jones, he, that part of those 90 Braves that, you know. And then, like I said, Trout is on his own. And then Barry Bonds, even pre-Royd years, like, <laughs> three to four MVPs before all that. So, and then Ken Griffey probably would have seven home runs. If he never got hurt, that beautiful swing. And then Cal Ripken, the iron man, you can't ask for no, like better than with this lineup I had put together. And that's why I did it. All right. Well, let me go. I broke down my lineup. So, yeah. So Ichiro, I, enough said. I don't need to say anymore. I was like, this is just MLB <laughs> stats, right? We're not doing Japan stats. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. Because Ichiro is a monster. This is how I, I just can't see how I leave him off my list. He's not, he's like the only non power hitter that I, I really love. Truly, he was, uh, so he started his career in Japan. Yes. Didn't even start playing in a major league baseball until he was 27. He has over 3,000 hits in a major league baseball, and he didn't play, start playing until he's 27. His career batting average is 311. Um, he was an all star in his first 10 major league baseball seasons, and that's starting at 27. Uh, AL MVP, rookie of the year in 2001, 10 time gold glove winner, three time silver slugger, two time AL batting champ. He also was an AL stolen bases leader in 2001. He set the MLB record with 262 hits in one season. I remember that. Uh, I mean, let's not forget. Uh, he is a Hall of Famer in Japan as well. He was a seven-time All-Star there, three-time MVP, seven-time Gold Glover. The list goes on. Yeah, I just don't know what to say. That is something else. Like, if he played his whole career oh my in, Lord. in Major League, he would have gave Pete Rose a run for his money. Close. Easily. He would have been the closest one that had a shot 
to that record. Yeah. Um, because I think when he, you know, did the three thousand hit, you know, total, it was he's at four thousand hits. To be a rookie at twenty seven and still get three thousand hits in your career, that's crazy. <laughs> You're he good. officially finally retired last year because he wanted to play that last series in Japan last year. And I'm not the saying opening he, series, but I don't even know if he officially retired. Did yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Okay, he, he officially finally. Uh, but what I'm going to say is that he he might not be a power hitter in no. general, but when he practices, he has the he can hit it. He he wanted to play in a home run derby. He when he practices, he can hit the long ball. But he plays small ball. He plays smart. There's not enough good things I can say about Ichiro. I remember, like, you're like, who's like Ichiro? And next thing he just took over baseball because holding that bat because up. especially when he came over here, it was during it was power. Everything was talking about home runs. Then. Yeah, and then here comes this scrawny Asian guy, yeah. from Japan and started hitting two hundred hits a, a year consistently. And people were like, "What is this?" Let me just, let me tell you this: if you would put Ichiro in front of Pujols, yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, if put him in front of whoever hits the ball hard, you want Ichiro in front of you to get on back. Yes, that's exactly what you want. Um, the second person I have uh, was Roger Hornsby. I've obviously never seen him play. Um, he had 127.1 career WAR. 29, uh, 2,930 hits, 301 home runs, 358 batting average, two-time Triple Crown, seven-time National League batting champ, two-time National League home run leader, four-time National League RBI leader. So he's in the Baseball Hall, uh, Hall of Fame and the Cardinals Hall of Fame. He's also on the MLB All-Century and All-Time teams. Yeah. You know, like I said, I really struggled with the second baseman, and I figured I like if I have to win, I might as well go with one of the best second basemen there was. Yeah. So Roger Hornsby, there. That's why he's there. Number three. I don't know if I need any explanation to why this guy's on my list. Mike Trout, no. my current favorite baseball player. He doesn't play for my team, but he is my favorite player. I will love watching him in the game. I wish I could stay up late to watch all his games. Yeah. Um, he's an eight-time All-Star, three-time AL MVP, Rookie of the Year, seven-time Silver Slugger, AL RBI, and stolen base leader. He's in the thirty thirty club, and he's just twenty-eight years old. He's still playing the game today. Yeah. Nothing slowing him down anytime soon. <laughs> Except for this coronavirus and slowing down the season where we can't watch him crush. Because that's, that's going to hurt everybody's stats. And what got me was the video MLB put out with him narrating. Narrating it is, is the most, yeah. Why not him narrating it? Because he is. Okay, this, okay, before we go on. Okay. I saw a clip, and I'll show you after this, or I'll put it in here, of Gary Vee there talking about baseball. If Mike Trout walks in the room, majority of people are not going to know who he is because baseball has a. A, not to say like they don't have the young president like people don't know like yeah he said you can put the the top five stars in baseball in this room and half the people won't know who they are I will agree with that compared to like you know you bring LeBron James or someone that they're Everyone gonna know that icon that is, yep and same thing football you're gonna know these quarterbacks and stuff Mike Trout is arguably one of the greatest players we're ever watched good on period and half the half the uh, world don't know who he is under the radar. Yeah, that's true, man. You're right. I mean, I would recognize him probably, but yeah, I can agree. If you threw him in a room with a bunch of people, he might not be recognized. Yeah, that's true. Well, the next guy, I guarantee people would recognize him on my list. Ken Griffey Jr., the kid. He's not the kid anymore. He's like 50 years old, but that backwards cap, the 90s. <laughs> okay, who before, you know, Jeter, this guy got a shoe deal as a baseball player. Yeah, man. Yes. Which was insane then. So his career batting average was 284. He had 630 home runs, 2,781 hits. Best swing I've ever seen. The God. sexiest swing I've ever seen in my life. Um, I would love to see his career numbers would have been if he wasn't injury yes, prone. Yes, those that, couple years, man, he, he could have got be, 700. He'd be at the top for sure. Uh, 13-time All-Star, AL MVP, 10 gold gloves, 7 silver sluggers, 4-time home run leader, 
He was voted into Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility with 99.3% of the vote. Should have been 100. I don't know. I really thought he should have been the first 100. Like, when, when it came out that he was three shy, that hurt. I was like, come on. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, I get it. I mean, some people might not say he's the first time Hall of Fame ballot because he was he was injured a lot of his career. But you know what? The stats but don't hit six hundred home runs exactly with the injuries. And yeah, like you could imagine if he put up average years those injury years, he would have been just over seven hundred most likely. He would have been what the fourth person in the four hundred seven hundred club. Like yeah. come on, well, yeah. And one of the coolest things uh, I remember is when he was coming up. Him and his dad went back-to-back jacks. Yeah, that's so special. When you're on the same team as your dad, like brothers and stuff are cool, but King Griffey Sr., King Griffey Jr. to play that game and then go back-to-back, I think it's probably one of his best moments. Besides, I think he hit, I think, what is it? I forgot if it was 500 or 600 home run on Father's Day with his dad there. I think it was one of the big milestones. Well, you know how you always see uh, people emulating other people's swings or or like pretending like they're uh, Zion or something playing? When I was younger, King Griffey that, Jr., that's the swing uh, that I wanted to emulate. I think majority of everyone <laughs> of our age loved that swing, that that follow through, <laughs> that slow, like especially when you rake it. Like, yeah, dude, and oh, just sitting there watching it, and just like I had the bat flip down, I, I would I would hit it, watch it, flip the bat. But I I was I wasn't one of those guys who would take my hand off the bat. I had both hands on it, but still, best swing I've ever seen. Yeah, so smooth. Um, the next guy on my list, everybody knows the name, nobody's seen him play, at least nobody who's still alive, I'm sure. Uh, Babe Ruth. I mean, look, this dude had a career war of 182 and a half. Batting average lifetime, 342. 2,873 hits, 714 home runs. And think about it, guys. They didn't play that many games as when, yeah. in his day when they do now. Uh, he even had a 94 and 46 record as a pitcher with an ERA of a 2.28. Truly a dual threat. And then that's what I think is funny, like when you talk about, you know, First ballot Hall of Famers, hundred percent. Like, how was he not voted completely in? Yeah, how is he not? Like, he, the dude. first class should have been hundred percent in. Like, you're talking about Cy Young, Babe Ruth. I'm like, how would these people? Because when there was the talk about, I remember as I was growing up, no one got in hundred percent. I'm like, not even Babe Ruth. And that's what I'm saying. Think about it. <laughs> think about if he just focused. Think about his numbers. If he just focused one way or the other, hitting or pitching, because he was great at both. If he was just a hitter and didn't do any pitching, these numbers would be even more inflated. Most likely, yeah. And he was only a two-time All-Star. How is that even possible? He won seven World Series, AL MVP, and a 12-time home run leader, but only a two-time All-Star. Sick. Did he not do All-Stars all the way back then? I don't know. (laughs) And then, you know, the biggest thing, he could have had more postseason numbers because, remember, one team for each league played the World Series, and that was it then. Oh, yeah. There was no, okay, you play the division winners and stuff like that. So who knows what more games total what he would have had. But, but for what he did during his time is unbelievable. Yes. If if somebody did that today, oh, my God, they would be the best player in our mind that ever touched the, a bat or a ball. Yeah. It'd be like Otani. If Otani just crushed it, he won 20 games, had an ERA of a two, and then hit 50 for, home runs. Yeah. I mean, that would be sick. And it'd be insane numbers. That's what I'm saying. That's what Babe Ruth was like. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next guy on my list is the machine, Albert Pujols. Yes. He is, I mean, he's getting older. He's not getting, you know, the love he should be getting. But in his heyday, this dude was the beast. I had a hard time picking my first baseman. It was either Pujols or Maguire. I went with Pujols. Okay. Yeah. I definitely, like, like I said, I picked Pujols too. Is Mark McGuire was, was really good. He was. I loved, we loved watching the race, like yeah. him and Sammy Sosa going back and forth. But Pujols, 
he is so good. I, I don't even know what to say about him. He's one of the best hitters I've ever seen. Uh, his career war right now is, is about 100. He has over 3,000 hits, 656 home runs. His career batting average is 300. He's a 10-time All-Star, three-time MVP, Rookie of the Year, two-time Gold Glove, uh, six-time Silver Slugger, batting champ, two-time NL home run leader. In my opinion, he's a walking, talking Hall of Famer yeah. in a game right now. Yeah, like whenever he decides to walk away in the next couple of years, could be I, this year, next year, who knows. Um, he's definitely will count five years and see him in Cooperstown. I hope he's the first time 100% Hall of Famer. If Jeter didn't get 100%, who knows. You're right, but you're right. But what I'm saying is Pujols has been consistently great. Yes. Even last year, they didn't use him as much. He wasn't an everyday starter, but he still put up good, solid numbers. Still had over 20 home runs, still yeah. did his thing. Because the bad thing is now they have Otani to DH2. Exactly. So they're going to be – and then that's going to almost wreck his chance of trying to get to 700. Well, we said, what did we say last week or the week before? We said he needed to average about 20-something 20 home runs years. the next two years. Maybe he pushes the three. I don't know how much longer he has. Maybe he gets traded and does it somewhere else. Yeah. There, he could go play for the Orioles and, and be an everyday starter maybe as a DH. I don't know. Yeah. But Pujols, much love to that guy. Yeah. And I can't believe he's on a team with Mike Trout, which is why I really want to see them play. Yeah. He has the two <laughs> rings and you know, has the Cardinals. And and that's the mistake he made. He left them when he was hot. He signed a big deal to move. I He chased the money. I know. Which. If he would have stayed in St. Louis. He got his two rings. Uh, and. But the biggest thing is right now he he would have been most likely traded anyways. Yeah, because yeah. he's in that more of that DH roles now, so he has the power of regular field as much. So he would have ultimately been traded. So maybe he thought long term, like I can be the first baseman for a couple of years and then transition DH here the in the AL and get paid for ten years. And and like I said, that's why I picked him as my first baseman. When I think of first baseman, I think of a huge big guy juiced up, blowing a bubble gum bubble, chewing on some chaw, and just raking. Yes. I don't think of Trey Mancini. He's not the guy I'm no. looking at. I'm thinking of a Mark McGuire yeah. standing up there. Um, the next guy transitioned to first base near the end of his career. Um, guy, my one of my favorite Mets players, period, Mike Piazza. Yes. I, I don't know what else I can say about him. I, I know some people might have been like, oh, my catcher is going to be Yogi Bear or Johnny Bench. But, you know, it's my show, and I can tell you, you can't tell me nothing, man. Mike Piazza was the dude. It came down for me between Mike Piazza and Pudge. Yeah, Pudge Rodriguez is absolutely one of my favorites. My, I was deciding. I, was, I still got to go with my guy. Pudge is a monster, but... I favor the home run hitters, yes. and Mike Piazza was no slouch at that. Yes. Um, you know, he, okay, so look, Mike Piazza was one of the reasons I fell in love with baseball. He batted at least 300, a catcher. He batted at least 300 who could hit home runs from 1993 to 2001. His batting average was at least 300. Uh, for a power-hitting catcher, that's pretty impressive. I, if, if it isn't, I don't know what is. Yeah. Um, he went from being drafted as a favor in the 62nd round to a Hall of Famer becoming one of the best catches ever. So that Hall of Fame class was King Griffey Jr., who was the first number one pick to get and he put into the, the Hall of Fame. And he was the last, yeah, the the last or the... Latest so far to be Right, who, somebody who was drafted the, the in the latest rounds to be picked in the Hall of Fame, exactly. So he wasn't even supposed to be in the game. He was supposed to stick it out in minor leagues and go home uh, after that. Uh, 12-time All-Star, 10-time Silver Slugger, finished his career batting 308 with 327 home runs and about a 60 war. My favorite, one of my favorite match players, period. Yeah. It's Mike Piazza, and then uh, I'd have to say David Wright. Yeah. This is what we grew up on, you know, established us as Mets fans. We got a little starstruck when we were kids. Oh, man. 
So we did a rehab assignment. My dad and I'm having a picnic here at the Tides, and it happened to be fall when Piazza was here, and it was insane. Yeah, uh, I think it was the most uh, crowded uh, crowd that the Tides have ever had in history, and the, everybody was there to see uh, Mike Piazza play. Yeah. He was uh, transitioning. He was playing first base. I think we got to see him hit a home run. I don't remember. Yeah, it was just insane because ultimately that was the only time we ever saw him live play because you know we were young kids. And yeah, we didn't know what was going there on. There was no team in D.C. to drive up to watch. There wasn't. We saw Mike Piazza play, and then we saw players like Benny Agbayani. Yeah, so <laughs> it was like we finally see this all-star player play, and it was – Draw crowds. God, it, it was insane. Yeah, yeah, and also to tell you guys, me and Alan, man, we were slipping one year because one year Miguel Tejada – played a whole season with the Tides, and we didn't know. We didn't even go. Oh, my yeah, God. this is when it transitioned from Mets to Orioles. To the Orioles, yeah. We were so upset. We were, like, distraught. Um, so the next guy I have after Mike Piazza uh, was Cal Ripken Jr. Yes. How could you not like the guy? He's a shortstop, 95.9 career war, 30, uh, 3,184 hits, 431 home runs. His batting average is 276, but he was 19-time All-Star, two-time AL MVP, Rookie of the Year, two gold gloves, eight-time Silver Slugger. He had a he has a record for the most consecutive MLB games played at two thousand six hundred and thirty two. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame's first year of eligibility with a ninety eight point fifty three percent of the votes. Two thousand six hundred thirty two straight games. Can you even imagine a today's player doing that? Never, never will happen. How again. do you play that many games? It's love of the game. I I mean when we look at stats, we see guys. We're lucky if we see anybody in the hundred sixties. It's more like one hundred forty eight games, one hundred thirty two this year, one fifty maybe. But to play that many straight, that's yeah, something special. Very special. Um, the next guy I got, Chipper Jones. I mean, we love to hate this guy. <laughs> you don't name your daughter after the Mets stadium <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, he had a great time playing against the Mets. Um, his career war is at 85.3. His batting average of lifetime is 303, 2,726 hits, 468 home runs, eight-time All-Star, NL MVP, two-time Silver Slugger. He's a batting champ in 2008 and voted into Hall of Fame. Uh, in 2018 with a 97.2% of the vote. Um, I remember his last All-Star game. He really wanted to get a win out there. He was uh, hyping up the guys in the clubhouse. And the crazy thing about like his last All-Star game was Trout's and Harper's first All-Star Isn't game. Isn't that crazy? It's like, man, like you pass the torch to the future of that game. It's insane. Dude, that, is, that is nuts. Um, it, uh, okay, well, the next guy I have is my pitcher, Randy Johnson, the big unit. This guy, they don't make him like this. This is something special. I, I, I feel bad for people who don't get to see him play. You need to go to MLB The Vault, try to look up some games where you see him pitch. Um, his war was 101.1, 303 and 166 records, so not many more, many guys can get to 300 wins anymore. No. Uh, his ERA was a 3.29. Might have been lower if he didn't try to stretch it out to get those 300 wins. Yes. Um, he was an absolute flamethrower. Uh, people were scared to get him to play. This dude, like, he's already, like, what, six foot I don't know, God, 11. He? Yeah, he's, he he's, was up there. By the time he takes a step, he's already halfway to, and he's throwing 100 plus. Yeah. Um, you know, so he's a 10 time All Star, five time Cy Young Award winner, World Series MVP, Triple Crown, and LLB wins leader in 2002. He led the league in ERA four times. He led the league in strikeouts nine times. Dude pitched a perfect game and a no no. Not to mention, he hit a bird, pitched, disappeared into dust. Uh, this dude was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2015 with 97.3% of the votes. I don't know who's not giving these guys these votes, but you guys need to be fired because how is this guy not on your Hall it of Fame list? Most people where they feel like everyone should wait a year. They must have not liked the mullet and the mustache. I don't know what they didn't I, like. I don't understand. I feel like if you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. 
I there's agree. No holding out for a year. Yeah. If you're yeah, what 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 sense does that make? You're, you're entitled to, to something. Come on, guys. Uh, so if I didn't pick Randy Johnson, I would have gone with Roger Clemens. Yes. That dude was a monster. Yes. And you know what's crazy is that he pitched in the 1986. I was talking to Alan because I was watching it in the vault because since we don't have baseball, I was watching the Mets series in 86, and Roger Clemens was pitching during that series. And then I go to 2016 or, or uh, one, of these, one of these games recently. It was uh, Yankees. might have been 2001, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. 2001 series Yankees, uh, they they must have lost because they won the year before against the Mets in the Subway Series. Yes. But they were back there again playing the Diamondbacks. Yeah, they lost game seven. And Kurt Schilling and and Roger Clemens, there he is. Roger Clemens is pitching, and he's still killing it. He's been good for so many years, a couple decades. Yeah. And that's pretty hard for a pitcher. Mm -hmm. So he was definitely my second best. And then the last guy that I have is my closer. Everybody's closer. If you have a different closer – it, be- it better be Billy Wagner. <laughs> no, there's no other closer you can. Yeah, the only no other closer you talking about, like you know Trevor Hoffman or. Um, in my opinion, not even in the discussion. Yeah, like they're the only ones that ever got close. Like the, he, of course, Mariota passed him the saves. They had like 600 saves, but Mario is the closer. Yes, Mariano Rivera, a 56.3 WAR, 2.21 ERA, MLB record for 652 games saved. He holds a ton of records. There's so many records he holds, I don't even know if I can name them all. He's a 13-time All-Star, five-time World Series champ, World Series ALCS MVP, five times Relief Man of the Year, three times Delivery Man of the Year, first ever player to receive 100% of the votes to get into the Hall of Fame. Dude is a monster. Yeah, like, I was okay for him to be the first, but I really think the year before, Ken Griffey should have been the first. Absolutely. When you're coming three shy, I was like, you got to be joking me. Like, <laughs> And then when he got in, I was like, okay, at least there's been one. And then we all assume this year is going to be Gia Rourke's going to get in, and then he felt one short. I'm like. Yeah, and we don't even get to know who the person is. Yeah, I'm like, wow. But, you know, so, you know, life goes on. But, yeah, stacked lineup. Um. Like I said, I think the only people we really had different was our second base. Which could easily have been, yeah, I, I could have easily picked and somebody that I saw growing up. Oh, and you, your DH was Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, and I picked Poppy. That was it. That but was, you know what? If I would have picked a player that I watched growing up, I most likely would have picked a Craig Biggio at second base or maybe somebody from the Mets system, maybe a Roberto <clears throat> Alomar kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and then for my DH, yeah, I could have easily picked a Poppy or some other because, you know, I love the power hitters, and I would have been looking at that because Poppy, I remember Ramirez, when everybody um, was like, oh, Poppy's done. He needs to retire. And he came out and had a great season after that. He, he just crushed it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sh- shocked. That were this close. I'm really shocked that you had Randy Johnson because I was like, no way. Out of all the pitchers in the world, man, it, crazy. Like I, I was thinking Clemens, and I was like, no, I don't want Clemens. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, but who symbolized growing up, even like in the 2000s, that shut people down and shut talked about down. was Randy Johnson. Like that's what the biggest surprise is, is that Seattle team with Griffey and oh, him. I know. Like the yes, they made it. I think they got close to the World Series, but never won it. It's like it, that one's was a shocker. It was also crazy because, like I said, I was watching the 2001 World Series. Um, I'm assuming that's when Randy Johnson won with the Diamondbacks with Kurt Schilling on the team too. Uh, yes, think that about was, it. Kurt co- Schilling in, that was co MVP year. Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson on the same team. Yes. Oh my lord! Because I also remember that Randy Johnson played for the Yankees as well. So I was just wondering. Yep. He didn't get a ring with them. He only got that one ring. But you know, hey, yeah. Crazy good. 
Yeah, because he played the Yankees. Then he finished his career with the Giants. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. He, oh, yeah, he played with them for a while. Then, yeah, he, yeah. he bounced around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, but, yeah, like we said, most likely he'll be the last ever to get 300 club unless something dramatic. We get a Mike Trout-style pitcher well, come up, like, at 21 and possibly blow but, through. But, but and like get, we said, we, we you and I were talking about, who was it, Kershaw, I think, or somebody? Kershaw is could be the possible get closest. But he would need to average, like, 15 or something 16 wins, wins for close. the next however many years. Yeah. So, and we assume, I mean, he's like a Mike Trout kind of guy. I mean, he might not get it done in the postseason, but in the regular season, this guy is lights out. So if, say you come up and get 300 wins and you play 18 years, you got to average 16.6 wins a year. Yeah. For that's, a pitcher. I mean, that's tough. Yes. Especially for 18 years. Especially this day and age with these kind of pitchers. Everybody throws a hundred. Everybody gets Tommy John. They don't last that long. Yeah. And then, like, we talked about with um, Syndergaard, like, if we looked at the, all the young pitchers that we had at the Mets, you know, the Dream Team. Yeah. He's the last one to get Tommy John. Every one of that Dream Team had Tommy John at one point. Nuts. Like, right after we got uh, DeGrom, Tommy John. Wheeler, of course, that year we went to the World Series, but prior he got Tommy John. Mats was the, when he was in the minors, had Tommy John. Of course, I think, what was it? After or during his rookie year, um, Matt Harvey, Tommy John. So now Syndergaard's the last one of the bunch. Well, let's hope he turns out like the the, the pitchers who have been getting Tommy John, and they've all come back strong. Yeah. Uh, like Strasburg had to get it right, and uh, or he had to get something. Kind of. Yeah, I think the biggest thing he could probably is talk to his teammate with DeGrom. Yeah. Yes, DeGrom had right after college, So, but if he talks to Wheeler, Matt's, like, I'm pretty sure there's a whole, like, it's nothing new nowadays. It's like, it's, oh, not. it's just like, oh, this player's out for a year. Like like we said, Kopech starting AAA after having Tommy John. It's like okay, you're missing a year, unfortunately. Well, if Chris you, Sale <laughs> just had Tommy John. If you guys made it this far, let us know what your must-win lineup is. Yeah. we are definitely interested to see you. Like they were even like going like lineup versus lineup, who you pick. Like I'm like, hmm, that's a tough one. Like, yeah, if I go back, I probably would change my DH and my second baseman just for guys that I've seen play. Um, it'd be interesting. Yeah, like. I would love to see like some of these players that they actually chose, if they can go to MLB show, put this lineup in and do a simulation game. They would have to do a lot of simulations to see exactly what happens. Because I'm, I guarantee, if you put your best lineup, unless you're playing around and being funny, if you put your best lineup against somebody else's best lineup, it'll be pretty close. Yeah, I mean, regardless. Yeah, because then you got to think about you know relievers and stuff like that too. But you know, it's gonna be fun. Like, let's put well, simulation in. I'm I'm expecting Randy Johnson to throw a no no. A uh, perfect game, probably. A perfecto. <laughs> and kill a bird with a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Yeah. All right. So, you know, other than that, you know, not much news to talk about. You know, we're in a state of waiting and seeing and if yep. when we'll get baseball back, when will they start training, and when we'll get to watch something because, you know. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We love the players, but we don't want to watch them play the show. We can play the show ourselves and watch ourselves play. I actually almost bought it the other day. <laughs> I went to Target. <laughs> Uh, before the whole quarantine and stuff started. Oh, you might need to get in. I mean, hey, kill some I was time. like, I was walking around. I forgot what I need to go there for, and I walked past the game, and it was right there. I was like, hmm. I was like, I don't want to spend 60 bucks right yeah, now. Yeah, I hear you, man. That's the only thing. I'm like, I was at the, the previous year, but it was still like $25, and I was like, nope, I'm good. All right, well, you know what? You best believe if there is any Major League Baseball news, we will let you know yes. for sure. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see you next one. All right, guys. Thank you for checking out this episode. Please share us if you enjoyed this content follow us on twitter and instagram at 
Double A Sports Podcast. Catch y'all next week. Peace. For the record, I'm done trying to make y'all comfortable. That's right. For the record, you ain't trying to grow then it's done for you. That's right. For the record, lab on me going all the way. All the way. For the record, ain't trying to link no time to waste. Price for y'all, snake eyes on dice for y'all, shoulders on ice for y'all. A6 all the hate, I woke in a bar today, got lost in the ball and A's. I'm flipping the bars, I'm flipping the flipping the flipping the all record, all record. I still count wins when they got it. All record.